Welcome back to another episode of Other People's Lives. I'm Greg Dybeck. I'm Joe Santagato. Uh, for those of you who would like to watch the podcast, you can go check us out on YouTube. We are now available youtube.com slash other people's lives. Yes. And uh, we've got this week's guest on the line. Why don't you tell the listeners and viewers what we'll be talking about today? Thanks for having me. I'm here to talk about raising a transgender child. Awesome. So um, my first question kind of is, uh, you know, how did you come to find out that, I mean, we know from your email that it was your daughter, uh, it was born, a, your child was born a female. Um, and what age and how did you come to find out that they wanted to be identified as a boy? So the age was five, although I would say there were plenty of kind of clues leading up to that. And I would say that my daughter, originally, we just thought that she was very tomboyish. But up until the age of about maybe three and a half, she was wearing dresses. That's what I was putting her in, bows, accessories, all of that. Both of, I have two daughters. They're about three and a half years apart, and they were both very girly. And then around the age of four, my youngest, who I'll call Alex uh, for this just kind of steered away from wanting to wear any dresses was starting to get more and more interested in boy things which I thought was completely normal because I was a tomboy growing up so it didn't alarm me at all and um, it just got progressively more and more intense where we got to a point where Alex would refuse to wear anything that came from a girl's section, would refuse to be acknowledged as a girl, kept telling me that she was a boy. Um, one time around four and a half, she asked me when she was going to turn into a boy and her body was going to change, at which point I had to explain to her that that wasn't going to happen and kind of explain the difference between boy and girl bodies and she just completely melted and fell on the floor and had a total emotional breakdown and asked me why she was born in the wrong body which you know was really alarming to me I kind of felt like I saw this coming but I didn't think she would be able to put it in those words yeah because um, so, sorry to cut you off uh, you could go ahead sorry no go ahead I was just going to ask because I'm very I'm fascinated by the fact that a a, a four year, a four and a half year old would have the like knowledge to even think like oh when am I going to turn into a boy like it being so innate in her like there's no way that I'm like I have I'm going to become a boy like w can you attribute right. attribute that to anything do you think that's just like there was information they're just they have too much information now or is or I don't what is it yeah. So this is, I originally, I thought that she just thought boys were cooler and wanted to be a boy for that reason. And when I came to that conclusion, I bought all of these books that had like really rock star female athletes and female scientists. Mm. And I would always highlight, you know, like Gabby Douglas and just kick ass girls who are doing awesome things and trying to convince her that girls were really cool too. But then I noticed that she really thought she was a boy. Like in kindergarten, her self-portrait that they all had to do came back as a boy 
for example, with short hair named Jack. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, I came to find out when we finally went to a gender therapist that people understand their gender sometime between the age of roughly three and a half to five. And, you know, it's just kind of an innate knowledge in us. And I didn't really understand up until that point or take the time to educate myself, I guess, that there was a difference between gender and sex. Mm -hmm. And the gender therapist that I'm very thankful that we have in our town let us know that there's a very big difference and that in 99% of the people out there, their gender, which is determined in your brain, matches their sex, which is your body features. And in the case of Alex and some other people out there, their brain identifies the opposite gender. Yeah. While this is happening at such a young age, um, it seems like you were obviously able to start putting the pieces together. But I guess before even going to a gender therapist, um, you know, was, was there confusion on your end or even separate from you know the support and love that you have now was there a fear at all um of oh my gosh yeah i mean look if we're being honest I, we don't have kids um i don't know how close i am to having kids but you know it's i think if we're being honest it obviously aside from support that we have um, for anyone transgender or that community, I think when you're faced with it with your own child, it's just not something that any of us have necessarily been prepared for. So definitely curious, um, you know, to know what that process was like for you. Um, horrific, to be honest. It's the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. When you become a parent, you just love that person more than any love you've ever experienced in your life, or at least that was my experience. And I've never had any issue whatsoever with transgender people, um, non-binary. I've, I've just never been a pro a person that's been bothered by any of it, but do I want that difficult life for my child? No. So yeah, there was a lot of maybe pretending it wasn't really happening for my husband and I for a while until it came to the point where we could not anymore, which was marked by a couple of different things. Um, the first one was just an absolute major breakdown in a store. We were getting ready to go to the beach and I needed to get a new bathing suit for Alex. And of course went over to the girl bathing suits and Alex was just absolutely adamant that I'm going to use she pronouns for anything that happened before the change, mm -hmm. that she would not wear that type of bathing suit. It would be so embarrassing. Uh, she would never wear that. And I'm embarrassed to say for myself, I was like, well, I'm not buying you a boy's bathing suit. You're not a boy. And she just fell on the ground and this is not a, a child that throws tantrums she's very you know mature and understanding and just I could see the emotion there was just something that kind of changed in my mind at that point realizing she doesn't just think they're cooler I mean at this point she was trying to tell me constantly 
I'm a boy, mom. You don't understand. Well, I might not have that body, but I'm a boy. And so I ended up buying her the boy's bathing suit. It was basically a rash guard and some shorts. And we went to the beach with our cousins. One of my cousins wanted to take a picture of the boys on one side and the girls on the other side. And again, there was just a complete breakdown. Alex insisted, I will not take a picture with the girls. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. And so we finally let her take a picture with the boys. And we started talking about it a little bit more at home. And again, she asked me when she's going to turn into a boy and why she's in the wrong body. And I did my best to explain it. And I'm starting to understand that she's probably transgender. But I did my best to under- to explain to her that her body is not going to change. And she just, again, she fell on the floor crying. And then she told me, if I have to live in this body, I don't want to live anymore. And she was five years old. And that was just completely heartbreaking. I don't really know how to explain what it feels like when your child tells you they don't want to live anymore. And this is, you know, a happy child. Mm -hmm. That just seems like such a mature thought for a five-year-old like, the, like just hearing this story, you, it just even further proves the point of it just being innate and like children know, like even though they're very young, like there would be no reason for the, for that kind of reaction if you weren't absolutely sure. And then hearing devastating news to a five-year-old being like, oh, you'll never become a boy. And like that mm-hmm. being already thinking about already like knowing that in your head because i feel like even at five-year-old like i wasn't even aware that i had like a penis like i didn't know that people had penises and people had you know like i wasn't even aware of that. yeah there's not a sex drive necessarily or 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 just even a knowledge of knowing that there's parts that are like i just know i have to wear pants you know like that's all i've ever like thought about it yeah so the fact that there is that like thought of being like no i i need to have the same parts as everyone else otherwise like i can't do this like that just i don't that is wow and i think alex wasn't aware of the differences really in boy and girl bodies until i had that first conversation where she just completely lost it and then i heard her a couple nights in a row praying to wake up in the right body which was also heartbreaking um Uh, wow it really i mean like i said before i don't we don't know the extent of the love of your own child yet in our lives personally. But I mean, that must feel like one of the most tragic things ever hearing your child just struggle and and be in pain that way. It was tragic. And at the same time I needed to hear it because I was in denial because I was afraid for her and I didn't handle everything correctly. I wish I could go back and change some of those initial conversations but I simply didn't know. Um, so I, at that moment, I did need to hear that because that's when I made the appointment to see the gender therapist. And I went right up to Alex's room and I said, come help me change your room. Mm -hmm. And we took some things down off the wall that, you know, we hung up when she was littler that she wasn't into. And I grabbed the dresses out of her closet and I threw them in a big pile to donate. And I said, listen, I don't have all the answers for you right now, but we're going to figure this out and you're going to be as happy as you can be. So 
just be patient with me while we figure this out. And oh, wow. um, so we went to the gender therapist and she basically asked for a very detailed history of everything that had been going on. And I don't even remember so much of it now. There were so many instances. And when she read and heard all of it, she said, you know, but around up to the age of about three and a half, there's a lot of gender fluidity mm. in kids. You know, there's a lot of boys that wear princess dresses and girls who wear construction hats and all of that. What you have here is a very different situation because your child has persistently and consistently told you they are the opposite gender. And it's happened for at least a year now and they are so adamant about it that I think it's very likely that you have a transgender child which you know of course I wanted her to tell me that we didn't because I was so afraid for her I mean I just actually completely spiraled after that and didn't get out of bed for a while I thought of everything will my child get married will I'll use he now because we decided to make a change. Will he be bullied? What do we do about bathrooms, sports teams, mm -hmm. sleepovers? Mm -hmm. You know, I just, again, it's not anything that I have or had against people who are transgender. It is my love and protection for my child and not wanting them to go through that because I've seen the way that um, this community is unfortunately treated in the media and, I've read the disgusting comments and what people, what people think and basically the, the level of ignorance around this. And I don't mean ignorant in a mean way. I mean, legitimately, people don't know what it is and they don't understand it. And because of that, there's a lot of nastiness about it. No, of course. Um, yeah, and I just I can't imagine the kind of internal conflict within you because I'm sure a part of you almost feels wrong for hoping it's a phase or something that will change because right. your child is telling you exactly how they feel and what they want. But to fully succumb to that and make changes, it's like, you know, at the same time you're a parent and your child is naive and ignorant to how brutal the world can be and how people may treat them <clears throat> yes. you know, going forward. But it's you have to, to accept that is to kind of now set them down that potential path right you're essentially you you want to make your child happy and you want them to feel as comfortable as they can in their own skin but at the same time you know you're basically putting a target on their back because this is mm -hmm. one of the most like discriminated against groups there is and you know it's kind of that internal battle of like well what do we do here and i, I also just want to say because another like kind of question that i had um but you you kind of went over it is that you know hoping or just knowing the difference of like, I was going to say before when you're like, I wish I'd go back and kind of change like, you know, things I've said or like uh, some of the conversations, but I think it, it was necessary because I think on the opposite end, <clears throat> if you just took your child, if in a hypothetical world, you take your child's word for it, like I'm a boy. Um, and they're, they're just, maybe they're just gay. 
you know, and I, I think about this all the time. If like when we're dealing, when you're dealing with children and they're three and a half, like, oh, I'm really into to boy stuff or I'm, I'm really into, you know, whatever or I like girls. And so I must be a boy. Like I, I can see how there could be some confusion there. And then you wonder, like, yeah. how does a child at that age know the difference between being transgender and being gay? You know, and it's very mm-hmm. difficult to understand that. But then when you were going into, uh, you know, detail about, no, this has a very, been a very persistent thing. And now we're talking about literally your child bringing up biological things like, no, I, I hope I wake up in a, in a boy's body or, you know, this, like mm-hmm. that is a whole new level that I wasn't even expecting at all. Like that to me is just like speaks volumes to the fact that this is innate in, in, in children and and like they would know, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, um, Alex said something to me one time that was so insightful for such a young person when we were kind of deciding, are we going to go down this path of letting him cut his hair and present as a boy? And like you said, put a target on his back. And he said, you wouldn't make daddy put on dresses every day and go to work. And Mm -hmm. that's what I feel like. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's you know, it's so true. And I can't even believe you can think of that as, <laughs> yeah, as a five year old, but it's just, that's how wrong he felt presenting as a girl and the gender therapist, she did help us as far as making the decision. She said, listen, you can be supportive or we call it affirming as a, a transgender parent. You can be affirming of your child and have a child who is more likely to have healthy um, mental health, or you cannot, you can be denying and you can have a child who's more likely to cut, more likely to commit suicide or attempt it down the road. Maybe I should have given a trigger warning there. I don't know, but that's something that we have to deal with a lot in this community. And that was another turning point for me because she did say, and she was so right, Alex, is doing this either way. You can see it in every single action. You can see it in the way he's dressing, the way he presents himself, what he thinks of himself. He's doing it with or without your support, but your support will make all the difference in his mental health. And it's so true. I mean, when we let Alex cut his hair, and I mean, my God, he had the most beautiful, long, flowing hair. Hmm. It was a heartbreak day honestly his was such a changing a turning point but seeing his face getting that hair cut off and then the next day going out with me to the store with boy clothes on boy shoes a boy haircut and the lady behind the counter saying something about he looks so cute and his face I don't know that I've ever seen that much joy on it having someone else say he And use the correct pronoun was the most amazing moment of his life. And that was, again, affirming that I think we're doing the right thing. I mean, I just can't imagine how hard it would be for someone who was made to live a lie every day, basically. Right. So you kind of alluded to it with, you know, the haircut, I think, um, you know, when you ultimately changed some of the decorations in the room, but, you know, how did you really, when you came to the decision of like, okay, we we're going to help facilitate this complete, you know, lifestyle change and transition in appearance. 
Uh, how do you plan for something like that? Is it, you know, gradually you set up certain things like a haircut, now clothes? Is it something that you dive right into? What, what was your approach to it? Well, he had really been wearing boy clothes for quite some time. I mean, he just absolutely flat out refused to wear anything that looked girly because he didn't feel right in it. So he kind of already had all of the right clothes. The The dresses had been just hanging in the closet for a very long time mm. untouched. Um, but I did have a conversation with his teacher who, thank goodness, I mean, she was a godsend. She was so open and understanding and even kind of helped us on the path a little bit but there were conversations to be had at school about the bathroom and um will we or will we not change pronouns which we didn't at first because we just weren't there yet mm -hmm. i just I, to be quite honest in the very beginning i kind of felt like i was lying when i said he um and then i just had to come to accept that he is a he. I mean, whether or not he has a he body, he is a he. And so now it it flows much more comfortably. But, um, you know, we we just send him to school with the short haircut and told the teacher we're going by another name, which was a variation of his name. So, for example, if he was born Alexis, now he goes by Alex. Right. You know, and... Um, we eventually had to have a conversation about the bathrooms because I found out that he wasn't going to the bathroom at school at all. And it's still a little bit of an issue because they won't allow him to use the boys bathroom, mm. but he can't go in the girls bathroom. I mean, he wouldn't. So he uses what used to be a staff bathroom, which is just kind of a unisex one stall bathroom. It still makes him feel like he stands out a little bit. Right. And so we have some issues with making sure that he uses the bathroom every day. Um, Were there any, like, pushback from students or anything? Where, like, have you heard anything about any, like, teasing or any sort of reaction, good or bad? Yeah, for sure. Um, our school was not really open to educating the kids about what was going on. So basically the teacher just said Alexis is going by Alex now and is you know when we split the class between boys and girls Alex will be on the boys side um, because he feels more like a boy than a girl I think that was she just gave a really simple explanation at this point it was first graders mm -hmm. and some of them were just like okay cool and some of them had a very hard time with it. And one of them was one of Alex's good friends who really to this day even still will occasionally just have a complete outburst about it and say, you're a girl, stop acting like a boy, um, which is very hard for him. Yeah. How, but, how old is Alex now? Uh, eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's, so, um, I guess when you said that, you know, using the the unisex bathroom, you know, makes him feel like he kind of stands out. That was one of my questions. As a, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old at this point, um, you know, still such a young child, is it, like, was he proud and kind of almost flaunting this? Or is it, did he just want to fit in and not draw attention? 
Um, it's so interesting from a child perspective because I think we know, you know, you look at someone like Caitlyn Jenner or someone who ends up transitioning later in life and can kind of become a face of that community and really mm -hmm. be open with it. But a child doesn't, you know, they don't know that they stand for a community, that they're even part of something like that. Um, maybe they're not even aware that there are other people that necessarily feel that way. So is it more so just wanting to kind of just fit in normally? Like, I'm just a boy now. I'm going to school. Absolutely. I don't want things to change. I mean, he wants no attention brought mm -hmm. to the fact that he's any different. He literally just wants to be accepted as a boy. We've had this conversation so many times because I understand that there's going to come a point in his life where he's going to have to start to feel open about talking to people about the fact that he's transgender. I mean, mm -hmm. as he gets, you know, best friends when he's 13 and things like that. I mean, you can only live, we call it stealth for so long right. without starting to have an internal battle and feeling like you're not being honest. And I would say it's probably representative of almost everyone in the transgender community, not to speak for anyone else, but I'm part of a huge community of parents now, and I just understand it so much better than I did. Almost all people just want to blend in, not stick out, be respected for who they are, and not have a target on their back, and not be made fun of. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, now he's eight and a half. Uh, would you say that he's fully blended in as a boy or is there still a lot of you know mixed reactions with his classmates so people who have met alex after he made the transition just think that he's a boy he fully pulls off being a boy um i don't know what will happen when we have to deal with puberty we haven't gone down that road yet but mm -hmm. as of right now he just looks like an adorable little boy and he acts exactly like a boy. I mean, he plays soccer. He's jumping off the walls, making exploding sounds every five minutes, playing with Legos and Star Wars and his best friends are little boys. And he's just a rough and tumble little boy. He's just fully boy. So um, there are a few people who know because they were in his class when he transitioned. And thankfully, they just don't really bring it up that much. But a few of his best friends in his class right now don't know. I have let their parents know if the kids are coming over to our house just because I feel like I don't want them to feel like I was um, being dishonest about anything because you never know what type of reaction people are going to have. And I feel like it's better to be upfront and honest so that... Um, we don't put a target on our back basically as trying to pull one over or whatever, even though that sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. I just, yeah. the reaction to transgender children is just so, so unfortunate that it's just a hard thing to navigate. I kind of have to feel out who I feel like I can be honest with and those who I just try to not bring it up around. If yeah. that makes sense. And how about family? I, I would imagine that, uh, maybe is that one of the hardest things to do is, you know, talk to 
kind of like mm-hmm. immediate extended family about this? Um, you know, the ones closest to us were here for the whole journey. And I think it was clear to everyone before we made the transition that there was something going on. And so our parents have been supportive. Um, I have some extended family members who are um, still just very heavily religious and to be quite honest, I feel like sometimes that's used as an excuse to cover bigotry mm-hmm. um, because, you know, people tend to pick and choose which parts of the Bible they want right. to use to defend the way that they're feeling. Um, and we just have a distance with the people that want to use that as an excuse to not be supportive and you know, we've lost a couple people in our lives and that needed to happen. But for the most part, we are really blessed to have amazing friends who use this as a teaching opportunity for their kids about diversity and acceptance, which I love. And most of our family is amazing. Yeah, no, and it's great that Alex gets to be surrounded by that yeah. at such a young age too. That's that's amazing. Right. What? Although he honestly doesn't even want, he, he'll never talk about it. He doesn't want anyone to yeah. know or say. And I mean, I had to explain to him that transgender is a thing. This is the word for it. You're not the only person like this. I take a lot of opportunities to try to talk to him about it because I don't want it to become a shameful thing. And I think when you ignore something and, you know, you don't talk about it, it kind of feels like that's a source of shame. But I see his resistance when I try to talk about it. He just tries to move past the conversation really quickly and move on to the next thing. So I'm working on that. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned it before when you said puberty, but does it feel like there's this inevitable next stage or next phase that you're going to have to go through, um, you know, when puberty does hit and looks Mm -hmm. might start to change again or you know, a child starts discovering their sexuality and attraction to other people. Uh, how do you even begin to prepare for that phase? Yeah, that's um, something I'm just honestly very scared of. And what I've had to do to get through this whole thing is kind of take everything day by day, because the times that I do get bogged down in what all is in store for us in our future and all of the potential dangerous situations. Ugh, sorry about that. No, we'll, we'll edit that out. Don't worry. Thank you. you all of the that. potential situations for Alex, it gets so overwhelming that it's hard for me to be the best parent. So I haven't gone too far down that road yet. I do know that we have options. There are puberty blockers that you can take that will basically just postpone um, puberty while you're taking them so if for example we wanted to give alex a few more years just to make sure this was still you know the right path for him then we could just extend we could put the date of puberty off a bit Hmm. so there are things that we can do although we really haven't even discussed that as a couple yet because we're not always 100 percent on the same page with how to um, 
parent this child. Yeah, well, thank you for being honest about that, too. I think that's uh, a question I had is, you know, there's still a marriage to uphold. There's still two people who are, you know, making decisions decisions about a child. Um, So I can't imagine that's easy. It's in a situation that, you know, even parenting in general, like everyone, every, every parent that I know is always like, you're never really prepared. Like it happens and you're kind of like, all right, well, what do I do now? Um, and you could read as many books as you want, but there's even less books about how to raise a, a transgender child. So I, I think that, you know, just kind of going through the motions. And I mean, I don't really know anything about parenting, but it sounds like you're doing a phenomenal job. I just want to say that. <laughs> Thank you. No, we're um, we're mama's boys, and like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, c- I could tear up hearing some of these things. It's just Aww. no, but I mean that that unconditional love and support, and just navigating it the way it seems like you have, um, is just it's it's just amazing to hear. Just regardless, well, like just as a parent going through anything, and it's just funny. Like, I'm I just got married, but like now knowing that like kids is kind of the next phase, mm-hmm. it is like your kids like they just take you on a journey like you they are their own people Uh, and that is it like you are along for the ride um i you definitely know that better than most people but no i'm really glad that you mentioned that because it has felt like if there's a blessing that comes out of it it is that i have learned so much and it's funny because you think as a parent that you're here to teach them but that's not really the case you learn as much from them as they do from you and I originally really did feel like my kids were a reflection of myself and I had to learn that that's just not the truth I mean we're all so individual and just because someone is young does not mean they do not understand who they are and they don't deserve respect and autonomy and things like that so it's been amazing to learn from Alex and also the just the conviction that he has I mean I just have never seen anyone so sure of anything in their lives it's just Mm -hmm. so so clear but yeah it it caused uh, an issue it's been the hardest part of our marriage so far to be on the same page about how to do this and I mentioned before I'm part of a community of um, parents of transgender children and there's a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of divorce in mm-hmm. this community for that reason. And it does tend to, not to generalize, but in my experience, it does tend to be harder for the dad. Um, and in my case, it was because my husband travels a lot and he just did not have as much hands-on upfront experience with how detrimental it was becoming to our Mm -hmm. child and we both had a little bit of a concern that well if we let I'm doing air quotes if we let Alex be a boy then what if we were wrong and he wasn't going down that path well then he wouldn't be transgender you know if if you're wrong you can always turn back at any point I mean if Alex wakes up tomorrow and says hey I want to wear a dress I mean, I'll probably cry for a week out of, you know, just a, a all the feeling. double clothing you had to buy. <laughs> no, I mean, I would I would cry out of relief that Alex doesn't have to, like you said, have a target on his back right. for the rest of his life. 
Um, but I love him unconditionally for who he is. I just am, I'm scared about his future and you can, that's the thing. I don't think people choose. Well, I know now because there's, there's great science coming out about how it's, um, it's really leaning towards being a biological function in brain, in the brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, but no one would choose that. I mean, no parent would want this for their child and no, no child or adult would choose to be in one of the most discriminated against communities that you can be in. I just, it's not something anybody wants. I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's usually like when I have conversations with people that are like, oh, you choose to be gay or you choose to be right. this and that. I'm like, I'm like, dude, just think of this logically. Like these people are hated. And like back in the day, they used to just kill them when they would find out like who yeah. I'm like, if they existed in a time, if gay people existed in a time where if you f were found to be gay, they would just kill you. Why would anyone do that? You know, like that just doesn't make sense. And and right. there's usually no answer for that. And especially when it comes to the, the transgender conversation where I'm like, all right, now that we've gotten to a place where like, yes, of course, everyone's still discriminated against in this community. But like even more so now, um, the, the transgender has become more of the mainstream. And I am optimistic of it becoming more of a like inclusive world and people are going to be less, you know, for lack of a better word, assholes about the whole thing. But there yeah. always is going to be that. But, you know, now that it's like in the mainstream, I guess people have a a little better understanding of it. But it's a, it's just one of those things. There wasn't enough education on it. Like, I, I didn't know what a transgender person was until I was like 17 or something. You mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. I, I just never heard about it because it was just, you know, no one would talk about it or it just wasn't a thing. But now it's like you're hearing about it at a much younger age. So I think that, you know, that's why I'm optimistic about people being more. Um, like open to the idea of like, there's probably a kid out there. I live not too far away from an elementary school. I'm sure there's at least like a, a couple of uh, gay students in there and maybe a transgender student. And I didn't know any gay or transgender kids growing up into high school. Mm -hmm. You know, right. like, and you may not have known that, you but they definitely were exactly right. Right. Either. Yeah. Um, I think that people tend to think, you know, we've got all these people coming out now as transgender and gender fluid and things like that. And we didn't used to, it's not true. We, we always had people that were non-binary and transgender. I mean, I've looked into the history of it, of course, because I've tried to educate myself on every part of it. It just wasn't safe for people to say it. Right. Right. And it's barely safe today. I mean, I'm so thankful as much as people want to make fun of, Caitlyn Jenner. I'm so thankful for her. I'm so thankful that Dwayne Wade came out um, as a parent of a transgender daughter. Uh, I have followed stories of parents of transgender children for the last three years now. And I will say I can see the comments making a swing. There's mm -hmm. still always going to be really disgusting ones where people say, the child should be taken out of the home. That's child abuse. The parents should be arrested. That's disgusting. You know, you're making the kid that way. There's just people still don't quite get it, but we're making some progress. And that's really why I wanted to speak out too. If this can change one person's mind, 
you know, we need the support The these kids are living a hard life and a hard reality mm-hmm. and they need support. They need people to not make fun of them and say, I identify as a chair and share jokes about transgender people. They just need compassion and respect from people. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, isn't the ultimate goal like to almost lessen the labels? Like I, you know, we're so forced to, or so many people in different communities are so forced to identify, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not inclusive, you know, like I don't feel the need to identify as like a straight male all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Because I'm not yeah. like th- I, what, what challenges and criticism I, am I facing? Um, you like know, why life, is that even relevant, a lot easier you know? and it's not relevant yeah. and just like it shouldn't be relevant you know, if you are transgender or if you're gay, but, um, I, I was going to say, you know, with Dwayne Wade, that was interesting because that happened just a week ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that's interesting. And that's what, it's why we were excited to speak with you because, um, you know, there's not too many perspectives from parents out there. Mm-hmm. And I doubt Dwayne Wade grew up in a community that had transgender did he have transgender friends or relatives or even gay relatives and just like you said i mean how much younger are we and it's just it wasn't even really part of our childhood yeah. um, but to see his statements and his support and love for his child and to you know say that he's an ally and they're going to get through this um you know it's obviously it helps just like i think this conversation is going to help um but my question was and i'm just curious like is with Dwayne Wade, for example, is that something that you would show Alex, like use to, as an example of, you know, here's, here's someone else, or here's another family that's kind of experiencing the same thing? Yes, I take every opportunity I can to show Alex um, other examples of healthy transgender children, transgender adults, just so that he doesn't feel so other. I haven't shown him that specific one with Dwayne yet, but it is something that I try to do regularly without it being constant because I also don't want it to be, even though he really doesn't strongly identify as a transgender boy, he just sees himself as a boy. I I do want the conversation to always be open and I don't want him to feel like he's alone. And with Dwayne's interview the other day, I just feel like just that one thing is so helpful toward to the transgender community. There's such a high, it's really sad, but the suicide attempt rate in that community is near 50%. Wow. And cutting is huge. And in fact, I used to be a part of a a parenting community online that I had to leave because at least once a week, one of the parents lost their child to suicide. And I just for my own mental health, I had to leave the group that I was so concerned. And that was from parents who were supportive. You know, it's just such a hard life, first of all, just to wake up in the wrong body every day. Secondly, for everyone else to be such assholes about it. You know, it's, it's just very difficult. So I think any time a transgender person hears or sees someone who is just supportive and speaking out, 
I think it can save a life, honestly. Especially someone you got to figure like Dwayne Wade, who mm-hmm. ev- everyone would consider like a man's man, plays in the NBA right. and like is an all-star Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm an ally. I have a kid who's transgender. And it's like, it's cool. It's whatever. You go on Ellen, you like the perfect audience for it. And like, I yeah. think that alone will maybe not sway everyone, but get just people to shut up about it. You know, which is ultimately the goal because you can't, you'll never be able to change the people that think you can raise a child in a pink colored room and be like, oh, your kid's going to be gay because there's pink walls. Like, you're never going to be able to change people (laughs) who think that way, you know, like it's ridiculous. So it's like, all we need you guys to do though, is just shut up. And and like, that's all we need. Just don't make it any worse for them. I mean, just don't be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) So how Uh, how is so simple? How is your, yeah. Just, just shut up. That's it. That's all I need. Um, so, but how is how is your how's your son now? Is he is he good? Is he he's yeah. doing well in school and everything? Oh yeah, a day to day, he's just an awesome little boy who has great friends, and you know we're in a good phase right now because of his age. He looks like a boy. He totally passes as a boy, so it's easy right now. Other than little things like the bathroom or um you know random times when somebody will say something so um i'm kind of cherishing this pre-puberty time right now where things are we went through a really rough time during the transition and probably the year following and right now we're in somewhat of a smooth time if that's even a real possibility for Mm -hmm. a family in a situation like this but um Thank you for asking. He's really good right now. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. And you mentioned that you have another child also. Um, how is yes. their relationship and was there, um, I guess, did, did that go smooth as well? Kind of explaining that transition to your other mm-hmm. child? That's a great question. Um, she, my older daughter is about to turn 12. She's an old soul. She's so compassionate and amazing. And again, living with it, it was so obvious. I remember when we finally told her, you know what, this is what's going on. We're going to be making this change. And she was like, well, duh, mom. It's been so obvious. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of like, okay, phew. (laughs) That's cool. And then, you know, after that, we had multiple crying sessions and a little bit of work with a counselor because you know she felt it made her other too for a little while I don't really know how to explain this to my friends but she was so much more on board with calling him my brother and he right away it was so much easier for her than it was for us adults and um, she's just awesome I'm so thankful for her yeah. And again, that's just kind of like the learning lesson from the children, you know, mm-hmm. like as an adult, you're just you're thinking so far into the future. You're questioning everything, probably overthinking it. And the kids just like the conviction and the clarity that they bring to the situation is probably, you know, refreshing when it's like, right. oh, of course, this is my brother. You know, right. Because they also are not yet programmed with all of the stories that we are. Right. <sighs> That's on, a beautiful you know, thing about children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. They're just like, yeah, I see that. That's obvious. And they don't think about society and the binary. And, you know, it's just, well, duh. 
he's always been a boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully they can keep that mindset. Also, the fact oh, that your other so. your other child was able to make that change so easily is just a testament to how you and your husband raise your children. Because if, if you know, in a household where there wasn't that sort of, like, love and compassion, like, there would probably be a different reaction from a child that has. Because, like, mm-hmm. the, especially at that age before they're, you know, young adults or anything, they're basically regurgitating what you have said with a little bit of their own personality thrown in. So the fact that (laughs) she's just like, yeah, cool. All right. What are we doing? What's Mm -hmm. next? (laughs) What's for dinner? Yeah, exactly. I know. Honestly, I'm really, really blessed with two amazingly compassionate kids. And I think we're coming into a time where there's a lot more kids that are like that, where they just really feel deeply and they're, caring and compassionate and loving and that's great because we need that absolutely and you know i did want to say i think you know we're in a lucky position where you know with this show and and this platform and the way that it's been growing it seems like every episode we do every topic we cover we end up hearing from people after who are experiencing you know the same thing or have Mm -hmm. a similar lifestyle Um, so with that said, under the assumption that there are people listening right now who may be going through this, maybe later stages, earlier stages, um, is there anything that, you know, you do want to share with them, you know, from, from your experiences, um, you know, that has helped you? Yeah. I first want to say that, um, my experience is ours alone. And I think everyone has a different, um, story. So it's probably going to sound a lot different than other people's stories and what worked for us or what happened for us is going to be a lot different for everyone. But we'll say, um, I did have to come to a place. If I'm speaking to a parent who's struggling with this, I had to come to a place where we just have to deal with what's happening each and every day. It can be so, so overwhelming but you have to be the best parent and you have to show up for your kids and that means um having regard for your own mental health too and i had to just stop wallowing in the questions of the future and you know get out of bed and be like all right today was a good day we're moving on to tomorrow and if there's an issue tomorrow we'll deal with that tomorrow um that really helped me and then becoming part of a community of other parents in my case, it's an online community, but some have local resources and or seeing a therapist or counselor who deals with LGBTQ issues, but specifically if there's a counselor in your area that deals with transgender, because that is its own unique thing. Um, I can't convince anyone else that they should be affirming to their child, but I can tell you it made all of the positive difference I could imagine in my own child. And for that, I'm thankful, even though it's hard. I swapped my own discomfort for my child's discomfort, basically. Hmm. Wow. Well, aside from labels and genders and everything, it seems like you have a beautiful family. And, you know, that alone is just so powerful to hear. And, um, you know, we really thank you for sharing this. And I think, um, you know, just being so honest uh, about your perspective and, 
um, you know, just kind of sharing the uncertainties and the fears that you had, you know, along with the love and support, I think is just really, really helpful for people to hear. Thank you. I'm really thankful to have the opportunity to do that and thankful that you both are using your platform for issues that can be so impactful for other people. No, yeah. totally. We, we thank you for that. And I mean, we're just learning along the way. And yeah, you know, Alex wasn't on the show, but I feel like we both learned a lot from him too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is awesome. You could tell him that one day. If, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> he'll listen you. one day. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But no, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank All you. Right. You have a great night. Thanks. You too. All right, so our first sponsor for today is Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So if you're looking to better your performance, enhance your performance, or you have some issues, it's not for just anyone who has erectile dysfunction or anything like that. If you want to enhance your performance at all, we have Blue Chew. It's just for you. You can take it them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Uh, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as uh, a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises that's a very good pun um, blue true is, is prescribed online by licensed physicians so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy ships right to your door in discreet packages um, so there's no more of that awkwardness yeah and right now we've got a special deal for our listeners you can visit bluechew.com and you get your first shipment free when you use special promo code opl so all you pay is the $5 in shipping. So first shipment, free. And that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code O-P-L, and you get to try it for free. Our next sponsor is BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, you should definitely check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 24 hours of signing up. Uh, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Uh, so there's a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. And uh, the service is available for clients worldwide. And you get to log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. So super easy. Uh, right online, you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Uh, plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Uh, so no uncomfortable waiting rooms or, you know, anything that comes along with traditional therapy. And uh, I know for a fact we've had some users reach out to us recently um, who thanked us for having BetterHelp as a sponsor, and they've been using it themselves. Um, so really good to hear that there's users that are, you know, using this, uh, getting counseling, and uh, that it's a super positive experience for them. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And to do that, you can visit BetterHelp.com OPL. That's BetterHelp, uh, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, and join over the 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an uh, experienced professional. Um, special offer for other people's lives, listeners, you get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. Again, 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. Oh, man. That episode was great. I really liked that. Yes. I enjoyed that. I You know what it is about... I don't know why. I forgot which part... 
of her of the whole like interview like really like impacted me but I it started to really hit me of being like because I've always just been like an ally because like I'm just one of those people that are just like I the reasons behind people getting upset that people are gay or that they're transgender are just so ludicrous to me it's like how do you even have the time to be that like what like I don't I don't know but it just doesn't make sense to me but um in my mind this uh, this thing popped in my head of like do you know when you're not mad but someone's like why are you mad why are you mad and like i'm not okay and you're like yo do you know what i'm saying yeah of so of someone just telling you like yo why are you so like relaxed like why are you so mad it's like i'm not mad at all it's like and but that makes you so fucking furious yes to i'm equating it to that of someone telling you like that you're a girl and you're like i'm I'm not like, okay. And just like, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, and like, it's a good the, analogy. The rage that I have inside me when people are like, yo, why are you mad? And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm just sitting here. Yeah. You know? And like, and there's nothing that you can do that's going to change their mind. And you're like, and like, th- that's what I kind of equated th- it to. Think how crazy it is that that's the example you can point to, to, to dig into your mind and say, all right, what's a moment in my life where someone has told me I'm something that I'm not. Yeah. And it's you're mad. But imagine yeah. <laughs> someone telling you you're not you're not the gender that you say. Right. You are. And I'm like, yes I am. Like uh, yeah, I am. Like I've not I'm this is what I'm sure about is is this. And then like I like it's just to me, because I could I, I know how like angry I get in those situations. So I can definitely say obviously like someone just being like, oh you're mad, like not a big deal. But is someone to just be like, oh you're not who you are. And you're like, what? Yeah. But imagine... Like, I can't even fucking imagine as a four-year-old or as a three-and-a-half-year-old or something like that of just already knowing, it being so innate in my body to know something's wrong here. Yeah, and there is no... You know, like she was saying, like... Or or no, you brought it up where you were like, could like, how do you know it's not my child's gay versus transgender? And... But at that age like they they had to tell their child what transgender is there's right. there's no prior knowledge of this word of this is what i identify as yeah. like the child doesn't identify as transgender the child identifies as a boy and that's all that they know and then the labels and understanding that comes after um which i agree is just that's so innate and i mean you can learn so much from children um, you know, just unashamed children who are going to speak what's on their mind, mm-hmm. which is such like a beautiful, sometimes funny thing, just how honest, like brutally honest kids could be. But same thing with this, just being so brutally honest about their feelings. And yeah, it's... Yeah, to, and to the people who like, because I know there's some people who who think that a lot of these parents are just... And this is actually a, a concern of mine because I brought it up to you before the show. But I was saying, like the example I gave, I kind of alluded to it in the episode. But I was saying, you know, if a, if a, if I had a four year old and they told me like, oh, I'm I'm a I'm a boy, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, maybe you just like girls. Like maybe you're gay, right? right. Like maybe my kid's just gay and is a a, a lesbian and, and likes girls. So, and they be, being a child know that okay. The ones who like girls do this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Or like, I must be a boy then if yeah. I like girls. Because you don't know about gay, straight, all this shit. You don't know any of that. So that was my worry of being like, how do I'm not just going to take my four-year-old's word for it off the bat of being like, oh, I'm a, f- 
fucking, I'm a boy. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, you know. So that's why I wanted to tell her because she was saying, like, I wish I could have changed those conversations. But it's like, those conversations are very necessary, though, to have with your kid of, like, giving that pushback because you have to give your child some time to think about some new information and be like, maybe you're just, you know, you're gay. And, like, that's what, like, this is a thing that exists. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily a boy. You don't have to be a boy. Mm -hmm. You can still be who you are. You don't have to be that. You could be, you know, and that was, like, my only concern. But then when your child, like, the example she was giving, I was was not expecting to hear at all. Well, just so articulate, so profound, and so convincing. And little things, like the bathing suit, being like, I'm not wearing that. Right. Because, like, you're not going to dress me up as a girl. Like, I'm not. And it's just coming from a feeling inside. It's not right. coming from, you know, someone said that that type of bathing suit isn't cool. It's just I'm not wearing that. That just does not go on me because right. girls wear that. I am not a girl. Why would I wear that? It's, it's yeah. yeah. When it's, yeah, I the, the example of what... Um, what the kid said about the dad, you wouldn't have dad go out and wear a dress. Right. Imagine the feeling of you going out in public in a dress right now. And that is the same feeling that that child felt right. and how strong of a feeling that is. And you just, you, you wouldn't, and you couldn't bring yourself to do that. And it's literally a feeling like it's not something that's taught. Like I said earlier, you can't help the people that think if you have two dads, that your kid's going to be gay. That's mm-hmm. literally one of the dumbest things in the world. If you got blue walls or pink walls, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Also, if you paint your kid's walls gray because you want to let them choose, that's also dumb to me. <laughs> okay? Because that just completely contradicts the entire thing. That whole group of people that think like everything has to be gender neutral because they're going to make the choice it's like only gray baby that's literally contradicting the point (laughs) you know what i mean like that's like oh i'm not gonna it's going to be gender neutral stuff and it's like the color doesn't matter the child the child matters yes the child matters listening to your child and doing your best to understand to educate but also let your child educate you. And another thing that I want that I wanted to address because I know a lot of people out there are very what she said about the Bible was true when people are like, "Oh, well, you know." And it's like, "Okay, yeah, sure." But then everything else that you've done in your life that makes you a shitty person, like that's okay though. I'm sure Jesus loves that. Uh, but the other thing is that people say like, okay, if someone's transgender, there's like a mutation or there's something in their brain that's like off and it's a mental illness is the thing that I always get. Like people are like, it's a mental illness, like whatever. And it's like, listen, if it is a mental illness, who cares? Who cares? Because this is, this is is the thing, right? My grandma, before she passed away, had dementia. At one point she thought she was on a cruise ship. Just, but like, and then what am I going to do? Am I going to go, grandma, listen, idiot, you're not on a cruise ship. Be on a cruise ship. It's better than you sitting in your bed, you're having a good time. Your reality, your perception is your reality. So if you think it's, oh, this is terrible, we shouldn't do this because it's a, it's a, it's a mental illness. And it's like, listen, they're not doing anything crazy. The reason why the suicide rate is so high is because you're holding on to these stupid details that mean nothing. Like, like, just let these people be happy. That's all they're asking for. If whether it's whatever you want to classify it as a fucking whatever sickness, whatever, who cares? These are just people that even if you're correct on paper are like, you want to take it to a science lab and you, it comes back correct. Like 
they'd be happier and they would stop hurting themselves and committing suicide if we were just like, you know what? I think it's great. Do what you want to do. It's your life. Be as comfortable as you want. That makes the most sense to me. Whatever's going to prevent people from killing themselves or like whatever or bettering themselves like, oh, you can't change what God meant. Okay, well then no one get braces then. If you were born with shit teeth, then don't have teeth then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if we're allowed to get braces and you get plastic surgery and get better lips and better body shape or whatever, like, oh, but I can't. I feel, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I actually love that logic. I've never heard that before, but. But think about that. People are like, you can't change what God put, dude, God put a tooth in your nose bone or whatever that was. You know how some people have that? It's like, yeah, all right, then don't get that surgery then. Oh, oh you, you in, have a, a terminal illness? Don't get medication. This is what God chose. Dude, we're just trying to better the world here. And we are going in the right direction. Make no mistake. We are. And I, I do think, especially since I was a kid and to where we are now, people are, are more accepting. Not where it should be, but sure. But just the ability to come out and say it. Like yeah. we were talking about is is huge, and obviously yes, that was amazing. By the way, but <laughs> yes, in a perfect world, see, I I get fired up on the inside, but it's just like one thing that I do. Like I I find myself like waking up, and I'm just like, thank you, whatever is up there. Who like just thank you that this doesn't cause conflict in my mind. Like that. I don't sit there and care or think about what gender someone is compared to their sex oh. or sexual orientation. Like, it's just, oh, it just makes life so much easier. I almost oh. wish that I had, because uh, I don't have any friends who are transgender. I just don't know any. But I almost wish that I did so that I could have this argument all the time. With who? Whoever would want to have it. All right, now you just want to walk around with yeah. your transgender friend and yell yeah. at everyone who yes. looks at them. Basically, yes. No, because it's because I, I really think that no one can really change my mind about it. Like, because it, it just makes the most sense. Because what what no, she was talking about never. with chil with children, right? Where children don't have all these preconceived notions, all the information, whatever. They just feel like they just all they have is their gut feeling, and that's it. It's just like, yeah, well, yeah. It's their first reaction in the world. There like, is it's their... no like, this is gonna upset someone if I say it this way. This is gonna whatever. They just say what it is yeah these aren't feelings tainted by a society tainted by someone else these are as natural as feelings are going to be untarnished and what that is is just absolute truth it's your it's your absolute truth is yeah. just saying that so at the end of this i'm going to stop yelling but i just want to say like obviously no one there should be zero pushback on this. If obviously, and listen, I'm not saying if your four year old is like, yo, I'm a boy, you go, yep, let's hit the doctor. I'm not saying that because that's why I'm saying earlier, it is necessary to have the, the pushback with your child of being like, you don't just take your child's word for it. They're fucking four, you know? So you, but you give them this information along the way and you say, you know, you educate them. I'm like, okay, there's gay people, there's straight people. And some people need to have this conversation earlier than others because of situations like this. But in this story particularly, it became very obvious like, okay, my child really does not feel like they are in the right body here. And this is this, this is that, this is that. That to me just seems like a very seamless way of understanding 
that this is just innate in some people. Yes, it is foreign and you can classify it as abnormal. It is not the norm, sure, but that doesn't mean we just ignore it and we go, nah, dude, stay a girl the yeah. whole time. But I think what's also what was really important about this conversation is that it's also okay to have fear around it. Like, we're not sitting here pretending that if it was our children in this situation that we wouldn't be terrified that like she said that we would hope it wasn't true because of the path that your child has to go through and and the hardships and the obstacles that they're going to face so i think it's it's just as important to you know like not riddle yourself with guilt like she said of like am i wrong for fearing this and like that's not yeah. the case at all. Of course, you're gonna fear it if your loved one is going to have just a guaranteed harder life because of this, because of how they identify. Absolutely. Um, but that was a really cool perspective to hear because I think we would obviously all be lying to ourselves if we said that we didn't have. Oh, a fear. we'd be yeah, we'd be psyched. It's like no, no one's asking to for your child to be part of the most discriminated against like group. And, and people are getting shit thrown at them and like they're getting cursed at and they're getting bullied and this and that. It's like, obviously, I don't want to sign anyone up for that. And no one's psyched. But at the end of the day, this is my kid. And like, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, and the only thing that you can do is educate. And that's why I was saying, like, I would love to have this conversation with people because I've literally had friends that I've convert not converted, but like had to tell, like explain how people are born gay and they don't make that choice. I've had to have that conversation I mean, and I've changed their mind because now there was another time that the conversation came up and then the kid that I explained it to was able to have that conversation. Yeah, I would hope so. But I'm sure that's not a, you know, a typical thing. But like I said, just the education and... You know, it was interesting what she said also about people just being ignorant and not in like a mean way, but just being like, they just don't know. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know enough about the topic now that it's more mainstream and make no mistake. Again, what she said, Caitlyn Jenner, people want to make fun of her or whatever, but she was the reason why this is in the mainstream and we're all talking about it and we know uh, much more about the community and the stats behind everything. So I think you know, no, it was a huge step in the right direction, similar to Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. And, um, you know, it's like, we, we can learn by educating ourselves and we can learn from the, you know, positive experience of others. And she just provided us a very positive experience of, of a family structure that has held it together and has helped, you know, their child through this period. Um, similar to Dwayne Wade coming out and talking to people, it's, you know, it's super important. And I think you're right. It's like ignorance doesn't always mean hate. Like those don't always have to coincide, but a lot of us are just ignorant because we, we haven't learned about it or we haven't researched right. it. Um, which I think is, you know, knowledge is obviously power and knowledge is going to help shift this conversation, I think in the right direction. Um, but she was awesome. I think just being so honest and, and coming yeah. on um, really makes me want to like call my mom right now too. Why? I just, I love moms <laughs> and she's an awesome mom. Yeah. It's good. But, it's good. All right. 
interesting episode. Any um, other, anything else you wanna? I mean, I could go all day. I'm trying to like just hold on to it just for the <laughs> sake of the show. I could see your faces like getting red. Yeah, cause no, cause I've had I've had this it's... conversation numerous times with people of being like, yo, if you're so against people changing the way they are because of the Bible or because this or because that, like, yo, there's people walking around in Beverly Hills that are one percent the person that they were <laughs> when they were born, like fake faces, fake eyelashes, fake everything, implanted calf muscles and shit. It's like, yo, what about that? <laughs> I set you back down the path. I no, apologize. but seriously, <laughs> there is no dip. That's it's, the point. The point is that there is no the most. Difference. You're just going to keep frustrating yourself. It's the most oh! frustrating conversation <laughs> you can have. Um, but this was really positive. Yes, this was positive. No, it was it an educational. It was educational. And I do. I enjoy the perspective from the parent because it's not always easy to, you know, go through that. And we have talked to someone who was transgender and. Actually, their parents didn't know. We did a previous episode where someone mm-hmm. was transgender and hasn't told their parents yet. So it was yeah. good to get the um, perspective from the parent from a, a very small child because mm-hmm. that's where it gets tricky. But hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you have anything that you think would fit for an episode, you can send us an email by going to oplshow.com slash contact. Fill out the form. Send us an email. If it works, we'll hit you up. Yes. And uh, like we mentioned at the beginning, we are on YouTube. So if you want to watch us have this conversation, it is youtube.com slash other people's lives. Also, we're on Instagram at OPL podcast and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Yep. That is all. See you guys next time.